I love my beard. I feel like that's my boy makeup. Um, to hide the fact that I don't have a chin. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's to hide the fact that I look like a toddler. <laughs> I can go from toddler to 45-year-old man with a mortgage and a divorce. <laughs> Sick and tired of hearing all these noises in my head. I can't seem to make them go away. Sick and tired of Hey, welcome back to Bad Ideas Social Club. I'm Aaron McCall, and this is a space for growers and showers and failures and friends. This time I sat down with Dayfran Camacho, who is an up-and-coming drag queen in the mid-Michigan area, performing as Ann Amy Grant. Day let us in on some of his journey that took him from Venezuela to Michigan, uh, and what it's like sucking in and tucking back to become Ann Amy Grant. Before we dive into things, don't forget to follow wherever you're listening, leave a five-star review, and please don't forget to tell your friends. Uh, Oh, and uh, Day has absolutely no filter, so strap in for that. And uh, yeah, here's my my conversation with Day Fran. Can we curse? You can say whatever you want. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 There's no boobs. It's going to fly. penis, vagina. (laughs) Tits. So I want to learn about Dayfran Camacho, and then I want to learn about Ann Amy Grant. So tell me your origin story. Okay, right now. Go. Okay. I was born in Caracas, um, one of the tiniest but crowdest cities in Venezuela, May 28th, 1994. So she's <laughs> just 28 years old. <laughs> um, I was born in a very eclectic immigrant household like my dad is portuguese my mom she's from spain my grandma she's from lebanon my granddad he's a german so (laughs) so there was a lot of sounds and a lot of um languages at this and you know spoken at the same time what was the food like around your house it was a different dish every day so that's why i was i'm fat as hell (laughs) come on (laughs) Um, so yeah, I was born in Caracas, born and raised, a city boy. Caracas is a wild city. It's not for the, for the slows and the, and the cowards. First of all, it's South America. So you got, you need four pair of eyes, (laughs) but it's a beautiful city. It's, it's kind of located in a valley surrounded by mountains. So it's always cold all the time all year long so that's why my obsession with the cold yeah i never understood it but it, but it's making more sense now yeah because people say oh you're from south america you like you should like the heat like i hate it i was not born in the heat yeah you're so, a sweater like me i i know yeah. and i'm fat so <laughs> so not good combination so i went to college there i graduated from high school there all my life I was living in Caracas, and then 2018, I moved to the United States after college. And you went to Tennessee first? Yes. I moved to Tennessee because uh, I have an uncle there. Um, we're not in good terms right now, but... <laughs> well, fuck him. <laughs> no, for real. Fuck him and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it was the, you know, the right option, the wise decision. My uncle was there. I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. And then I moved to Michigan last year. A year, actually. Yeah. Wow. Well, welcome. 
Thank you. When did you find drag? How did you how did you decide that this is where I'm going to put my creative energy? So the reason I found drag, it was definitely like I feel like any other queer gay little kid, you know, watching Drag Race constantly every week, you know, learning the lingo, um, getting all the drama of reality TV. And of course, many heels. What's better than that? (laughs) (laughs) So I started regularly watching Drag Race. And I feel like in the back of my mind, it was like the idea was lingering. Like, you should try this. And I was like, huh, um, I don't know how to do makeup. So I started doing makeup. Um, my first makeup attempt. Whew, Not good. It, it was a whole uh, highlighter mess. <laughs> <laughs> I look like both of the clowns. I was going to say, was it Ronald McDonald? <laughs> Worst. <laughs> But yeah, I started doing makeup, playing with makeup, self-taught, watching YouTube videos and, you know, this uh, other drag queens that they're basically YouTubers and they they do a lot of this is how you should do the, the eyeliner and this is a, you know, nice trick for your contour. And I started doing drag officially in Halloween with Halloween 2021, which I think it's like the birth for every drag queen. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a shake and go wig, a Walmart costume, Red Riding Hood, um, uh, six inches platforms. And I said, this is this is it. Horrible. But I felt like I was a million dollars. How did you how was walking in those shoes? Painful. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Painful. And I thought I was going to fall and I thought my feet were going to, you know, crumble. But, you know, practice. So for you is is the makeup and the costumes, is that is that separate from the performance? Because I feel like it's a whole nother set of energy. Like, like, do you have to shift? I I don't know. This is my personal opinion. Um, You can have a shitty costume. You can have... You know, your makeup might look a little busted, but it's when you bring the energy, when you bring, you know, what's inside you, no one's going to, no one's going to notice if your makeup looks horrible. No one's going to notice if your wig, it's a shake and go wig from, you know, Dollar Tree. Um, I think, and this is what I do on my shows. I really love bringing the energy and engaging with the audience because come on, they're giving money. Yeah. Uh, what I at least what I could do is just being grateful and dedicate at least two three seconds to them. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so obviously like I saw you perform just last weekend. Yeah, and uh, which was a fucking blast. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I left with a lot of glitter in my clothes. Oh, I know. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but god damn, it was so much fun. And when you came out, the the energy changed. It was oh like something else was happening, and like. You know, you can kind of see people like obviously people like everybody's paying attention. Everybody's into it. Every, everybody's mm-hmm. there to have a good time. Uh, but when you came out, like people kind of stopped talking to each other and it was fucking awesome to see. That's an honor, honestly, because, um, you know, I see all of this queens. And of course, this is just me. I, I've been doing drag for two years, um, but I seen all of these queens uh, focus on looking pretty and looking perfect. And sometimes they they're boring and when 
the main thing with drag shows is you have to keep the audience on their toes and focus on you. Right. And that's what I aim for. Like, if I'm going to do a certain, you know, dance move or I study the song. So, so you know, I learn what the song is saying, what what's the song talking about. So I pay a lot of attention so I can adapt my performance to the yeah. song and then you know therefore the audience just lose their shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so when you choose a song like how like what does that process look like honestly choosing a song is it's not i don't go for like oh what's popular yeah or you know what's trendy i go for like if a song speaks to me if it right. speaks to me i'm like okay you're going to my drag playlist And my drag playlist, you, the algorithm is just crazy. (laughs) I go from Glee, uh, from sexy songs, from Broadway stuff. Um, I don't know, like I do rock songs and, you know, it's, and Amy Grant, which is my drag name. Um, she doesn't fit in one category. She's like all over the place. She's messy. (laughs) (laughs) Go Um, for it. But, uh, you brought so much energy when I just saw you that uh, I was like, oh, my God, her, her eyelash is gone. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's in her hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's in her hair. <laughs> and I was like, do we do I try to tell her? <laughs> so what happened was um, my, that my wig and for the first number, it didn't have clips. So I usually tape my, my wig cap. And I put the clips underneath the tape. And when I did that, the whole hair spinning, yeah, that my neck was sore next day. People lost their shit, too. I know. And then I realized I do not feel my eyelash. <laughs> and I feel my wig, half my <laughs> my forehead. What's happening? But, you know, the show must go Are on. Are there photos of that? There are photos <laughs> and videos. And let me tell you something, audience. It is not pretty. <laughs> But again, the energy, no one care about yeah, that. Nobody gave a shit. Everyone was just having a blast. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to Anne Amy Grant, is she kind of always in there or is that something that you have to coax out or do you have to get into a space to kind of transform? Um, you know, um, I feel like I put a lot of myself on Anne Amy Grant, you know, therefore my, my name, like it's a play on word of being an immigrant. And I wanted to, you know, put a lot of my essence and a lot of, you know, good mood and, you know, positive traits. When I do, when I'm getting ready for a show, I do not like, I do not do mantras or like focus. I just like get on my makeup. This is another job. This is another task that you have to do and one that I really enjoy. So yeah, that what, that's what bring, brings me joy. So you're just like, you just kind of get in the zone, kick the fucking door down. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I cannot kick doors because <laughs> <laughs> patrons will be scared. Yeah. <laughs> so walk me through the process then to, to become an immigrant. Yeah, please. So I saw, I watched a lot of videos, you know, from drag queens on YouTube. And one of the things they do, it's, um, Give the whole illusion, which for me, I'm a very tall, square, muscly dude. Uh, I'm, I'm, I say I'm fat. I'm fat, but that's he, a lie. Yeah, he's a liar. Um, but to me, when I achieve like that 
hourglass shape and you know i get the padding and the and the heels i feel like okay like she's here because yeah. i get to transform all of this masculine body which i'm very comfortable with into a very curvy woman and when i see myself in the mirror i'm like damn i'm hella sexy <laughs> yeah yeah you know i saw you um and we'll talk about this in a few minutes but when i saw you in kinky boots oh you, you like you came out and i was like she's actually kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> for real I know, um, I know. Uh, so uh, when you first got started, you, you you kept your full beard. Yes. Is that something that you're leaving behind or is that something or was that like part of getting comfortable? You know what? At first, I thought keeping my beard oh, was a good thing because I was trying like I'm going to be edgy and I'm going to be, you know, different. And of course, I love my beard. I feel like that's my boy makeup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> It is. It's a total difference. As 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 somebody with a beard, like this is just makeup. Yeah, this is just makeup. Um, to hide the fact that I don't have a chin. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's to hide the fact that I look like a toddler. <laughs> I can go from toddler to 45-year-old man with a mortgage and a divorce. <laughs> so... So I kept the beer for a while and I was trying to convince me like, oh, yeah, this is just bearded drag. Um, but after Kinky Boots, when I saw myself and that beautiful makeup and, you know, the whole face yeah. like, shaved and achieving the feminine like features, I was like, damn, I'm beautiful. Yeah. So Kinky Boots was the the click. Yeah, it was the gateway. Yep. So So tell me about. You know, what was it like, like auditioning for something like that? And then once you got the part, like, what was it like preparing for it? So I, I had a lot of doubts and fears auditioning for Kinky Boots because I don't have any experience with musical theater. Uh, I love musical theater and I've been in several, at several shows, but not just as audience. So I found out about Kinky Boots because one of my dear friends, um, his name is Quentin Brainer. And he just shared a screenshot from Andrew Snyder. He was our set designer. And they were, hey, we're still looking for four angels uh, for Kinky Boots at Riverwalk Theater. Uh, you can audition online. So I reached out to my amazing director, Kaylee Stoibel Clark. She, I love her. Shout out to her. And I said, hey, I do not have experience with musical theater. I think I questionably sing good <laughs> in my shower. Um, I'm a really good dancer and I'm a drag queen. And she said, fuck yes, audition. So they send me, you know, the guidelines and the choreography to audition. And I went like, I'm going to audition with heels. So they know what's the, yeah. what's the shit. <laughs> yeah. So I sent my videotape. The worst part was singing. I was so self-conscious and I was like, what can I sing? I don't have experience. I don't have, you know, proper training. And I went ahead and said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to sing Lana Del Rey. Daddy issues <laughs> right <laughs> up the front. And um, four days later, I got the email like, hey, you're in. Yeah, you're hey, one we're of doing the this. Yeah, we're doing this. You're one of the angels. <laughs> Man, how many times did you perform it? Um, it was four days for two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So then 
are you kind of looking to the next kind of thing? Are you looking to maybe get back into musical theater or I are you do. putting all of your attention? Actually, in- I'm going to get um, voice lessons and singing lessons because I want to oh, audition beautiful. for Rocky Horror Show. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. I want to get, you know, I, I want to aim to Frankenfurther because, you know, it's yeah. drag and it's sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, that's rad. That's such a good one. Um, is there any interest in musical theater outside of a uh, drag performance? You know what? I wish I could say yes, um, but I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. So I just don't want to go and jump in with, you know, vibes and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good vibes. And here I am. I, I, I'd love to get proper training. Yep. I love to get, you know, you know, get more involved in, in the community theater, which it's amazing. So I feel like before jumping on like fully onboarding myself on musical theater i want to learn you know the basics right. and not just like hey it's me here here i am just yeah, jump right. with no experience and just one show on my catalog right right i mean i mean but that's how you build it though right like true. Just, just do it true that's true i feel like we at least have to touch on a lot of the bullshit happening right now right yes. like i'm so fucking happy that you're not in tennessee anymore you know what i um i gotta love tennessee like i consider nashville my hometown it was the first city that opened you know the arms um but definitely nashville was it nashville is one of a kind city because you will say yeah it's the south there's a lot of you know white people Actually, no, like the Latino community, the Middle Eastern community, the African community in Nashville is so big. So when I went there and I thought, all I'm going to see is cowboys and Hannah Montana. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you know, happily surprised. But I lived like four blocks away from the biggest gay club in Nashville. It's called Play. Shout out to Play. Because they have the the most amazing parties every single night of the week. Most of the famous drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race have come from play. Oh, no shit. Yeah. To the Princess, George's, recently Aramayari. So play, it's a place for everybody. And you will say, yeah, it's a gay club. Yeah. But when you go there, you see a lot of women... And a lot of people just having fun. Um, it's a very welcoming space. And the fact that they're they're just trying to reduce the queer presence and the transgender presence just for places at night. It is like, you know, we burned the, those closets way, way long ago. Yeah. Why do you want us keep us, you know, get us back in the closet? So seeing all of my, you know, fellow drag queens and. Um, friends and people in general because um some women just go there because they feel safe yeah and you know being a woman and partying and and you know nowadays is really hard i'm not a woman but i can relate because i'm gay yeah (laughs) so we're equally in danger so seeing our spaces just reduced to like you know predators or um you know groomers yeah. It is so fucking disgusting because when you see in the news, it is always pastors, church leaders, community yeah. leaders, 
Never a drag queen. To me, it always seems like the 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 hatred and bigotry comes from a place of like fear. Yeah. They're fucking assholes. Yeah. That's that's true. And you know, it is it is horrible because I, I'm a drag queen, but I'm also a teacher. Yeah. I work for a refugee organization and I teach uh elementary age kids. So when I'm navigating in these two waters, like Wow, like just the just the fact that I love dressing as a woman for money <laughs> and just, you know, for the sake of arts and you're putting me in the category of a child predator or a groomer when in fact <laughs> nobody wants to be around your kids. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so so it's a lot of projection in what you say, like a lot of like hidden stuff that they project cuz they don't know how to deal with it. Again, there's a there's a there's a few a few bad people and I truly believe in the southern hospitality. Yeah. But man, I'm glad as I escaped from Tennessee. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where to go. Oh, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's say first, did you enjoy the lap dance I did for you <laughs> at the drag show? Uh, yeah, I, it, it was it was a fucking blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I've seen the video and I look so uncomfortable. <laughs> Good, that was the but, purpose. <laughs> but but I was like I was having a blast, you know, like it was so much fun, and uh, you know, I didn't intentionally wear my Mickey Mouse Walt Disney World mm-hmm. shirt. I like I, it didn't it didn't dawn on me until after we were there. But <laughs> oh I was God. like, oh this was kind of the perfect shirt to wear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you fun fact, um I was going to do the lap dance with one of my castmates from Kinky Boots. Cause you know, he lives, you know, in Lansing. So I told him, hey, you wanna rehearse? Because I'm I'm a freak for control. Yeah. And I have to rehearse and I have to you know, first of all, like, do you feel comfortable with me, you know, touching you over here and doing this and right. doing that? So um, the night before he told me, I'm sorry, I'm not, I cannot go to the show. I injure my, my feet, my ankle. And I was, fuck me. You're like, that's my plan. Fuck. What do I do now? What do I do now? And the light bulb just lit up. Hey, that's what I text you. That's what I text you. Hey, like if I grab you for a lap dance, are you going to feel comfortable? Go for it. Okay. Say less. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember sitting down too. And like, I don't know what it was. It was something about like the vibe. And I was like, it's going to pull my hair. I try to be gentle sometimes. It was a blast. I am really tall and I can be a little intimidating. Yeah. So I try to like evoke femininity and you know being delicate, but she's a thug. Yeah. <laughs> that name McGrath is a thug. <laughs> so talk to me about some of your aspirations for what you want to do next in terms of drag. So definitely, you know, I'm constantly evolving and learning and um, you know perfecting what I do. I do want to learn how to sew. Because I feel like sewing, it will save me, like, 70% of the money that I spend on drag. Yeah. And it's another creative opportunity to make your costumes yes. exactly what you want exactly them to Exactly how I want it. So, drag show-wise, um, recently, I just, you know, I started to build a name in Lansing. 
Um, I had that show on Friday last week. I have a show tomorrow, month, Sunday at the Avenue. Uh, it's for a pageant. So I feel like I'm slowly building the name that I want to, you know, and I want everybody to remember. Oh, like, oh, that tall bitch. She, yeah. she She's good. <laughs> So um, she's a presence. She's a presence. <laughs> she's a presence for real. Um, everybody asked me if I wanted to go to RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. That mean that that will be the ideal. But I don't know. Maybe RuPaul season 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Representing, Scary. representing Michigan because there's only one Michigan queen. It was Orion's story. And funny thing that she got she she was sent home by George's, which is like the one of the biggest names in Nashville. Oh, really? oh that's funny. <laughs> so it was a battle of not funny, but it's not funny. Shout out to Orion Story. She's amazing. I've seen her live, and she's just also a presence. But George's like she went for blood. Do you see a lot of the same queens at uh, at different shows that um, you perform at? It depends on like who is like organizing the show because um i have a dear dear friend um uh, his name is christopher but he goes by cash monet and cash it has to be one of the if not the best performers that i've ever seen really live it's just such an empowering and sexy presence and she commands the room so when i when i go to drag shows I usually see her all the time. Mm-hmm. There's also, you know, a few queens that I see. And because, um, you know, I feel like the the drag community in I, in the Lansing area, it's really small. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we do not have uh, queer spaces, um, we had a spiral and it closed yeah. when the pandemic started. So I usually see the same queens over and over, which I don't get bored they always yeah. bring something different and they always surprise me. So what are you thinking? Like, do you kind of always have something in the back of your head? Like, yes, yes. I feel like it's my control freak side. Yeah. Um, if I, you know, if again, if the music speaks to me, I'm like, okay, what do I do? And um, should I try this? Like Friday last week, it was the first time that I did a lap dance. So it was like, okay, what, how do I adapt this? to the song and how do I adapt this to and Amy Graham because it's not you know just doing a lap dance just for the sake of doing it because right, it, it wouldn't right. make sense one other thing that happened last weekend that I <laughs> that I thought was really funny was you were just in your fucking space you were doing the thing and you were just you just like threw your money like fucking confetti yeah. and then looked at me and you're like pick it up <laughs> okay (laughs) i was not first of all i am wearing 10 layers and a corset i am not bending (laughs) i gotta say i don't know i don't know what your what your costumes are Mm -hmm. uh like what like the padding and 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 how everything about that works but uh yeah i was i was giving you your money okay and you were like, oh, put it in here, put it in here. Put it on and my were, yeah, crotch? And, yeah, and you pulled your crotch aside, and I was like, where's your penis, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so, so hey, audience, we're going to get serious right now. That is called tuck. It is getting your wiener behind your shoulder blades. <laughs> <laughs> it is really painful. So if you see a queen with a flat pussy, tip the shit out of that queen, because there's a lot of things going on. <laughs> 
she this disappeared. Oh man. Uh before we go topic hopping. Yes. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. I feel like I'm so blessed. Um because most of and I see this all the time and I talk to queens and they say, "Oh yeah, I haven't talked to my parents and since I came out and as gay and as a drag queen." So when it, it when the time came to tell my parents like, "Hey, I want to do this because I feel really fun and I and I feel really empowered. Are you okay with that?" And it felt like a second coming out. Yeah. My parents are the best parents in the world. When I came out to them, they were finally yeah. Thank you for telling us we were waiting for it. And I was like, oh, shit, well, let me have my dramatic moment. I want to yeah. cry and just slam the door on my room. Yeah. <laughs> they are so supportive. Like instead, and... can we get a cake or something? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Do you want you want to go out for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, when I told my my parents um, that I was going to do drag, um, my mom, she said, uh, I knew it. I knew it. And if you're going to do drag, you have to be the baddest bitch. Yeah. And one what of good the, advice from your mother. I my, love it. All of my, all of the inspiration and all of like the aesthetic that I go for and Amy Granick comes from my mom. I she is it. such a fashionista, and you know, all of the big hair and the curls and the big red lips, which is my, like my staple. Yeah, always having big red lips because my mom always wears um red lipstick. Oh, that's actually really sweet. So it's like an odd to her. And um, coming out as a drag queen with my parents, um, you will say like, oh, um, your dad, how does it take you being a drag queen? And I was like, my dad is my biggest fan. Yeah. He will be constantly, hey, let me know when you have a show and send me pictures and send me videos because I want to see you. And I don't think you, you look good on this. Why don't you try that? And I'm like, shit, my manager yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel really blessed having such supportive parents. And, you know, the fact that my whole family, it's always, yeah, if you're if you're going to do this, you have to be the best. So, they, I mean, they obviously haven't seen you perform live. No, no. They are still in Caracas. Um, I haven't seen my parents in five years. Oh, man. I know. I miss them every time because I know. If my mom, she was if she was here, yeah, she will be throwing money nonstop, yeah. and screaming the you know the loudest person in the room. <laughs> That's so rad. You you know I've heard a lot of really good stories about your mom, but can you can you just can you just share about your pajamas, <laughs> please? So, so my best friend, um, she visited me in twenty twenty one. And she brought like a lot of um, gifts from back back from home and, you know, sweets and candies and letters and, you know, all of this beautiful stuff made from my family. So growing up, I always wore pajamas to sleep. And my mom, she will always get this all this like, you know, fancy pajamas and sometimes custom made. So one of the gifts she sent was a the short very flannel pajama the shorts are like you know drawings from homer simpson because i <laughs> yeah. love the simpsons and the shirt 
so this is very like sweet because she she made a print on the shirt saying um um my big boy mama loves you to infinity <laughs> and beyond it says nothing to do with the simpsons i know i know I it. it doesn't make sense but you know to me it means the world because like it was a like still 28 years old and i felt yeah. like a five-year-old kid just getting the best gift ever yeah that is so sweet <laughs> so my my simpsons pajamas is just a statement for everybody yeah. you want to go topic hopping yes absolutely um what is your favorite word or phrase my favorite word or f or phrase i feel like i know the answer so you if, know you, the answer. if you lie to me i'm gonna know that you know that my favorite word it's cunt yeah <laughs> She's it. such a cunt. She, he's such a cunt. I love cunt. <laughs> Not that I love cunt. I really love dick, but you get me. <laughs> if you could portray any celebrity or fuck, any any person mm -hmm. uh, in drag, who would it be? I, I feel like we don't share, you know, nationality or ethnicity, but Selena Selena Quintanilla, oh, yeah. she's like a staple, not only for Latinos in the USA, like Latinos everywhere. I remember um, my mom like playing her vinyls when I was a kid and um, just her music. It's so beautiful. And the fact that Selena was hot as hell. Yeah. And we were robbed from from that beautiful soul because I feel like if Selena was still alive, there would there wouldn't be Jennifer Lopez. There wouldn't be all this new artists. Right. So um, Selena, it's kind of like one of my idols that I would love to portray in drag. What, what, what songs would you use? Oh, Bidi Bidi Bomb Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> without question, without, without hesitation. Any, without any hesitation. It's just so happy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of music, what are you, what are you listening to right now? So right now I am um, obsessed with two. Well, I will say three albums. Two of them are very old. Um, one of them it's uh, "As Long as You Are" by Future Islands, uh, which I'm gonna see them in two weeks. Hell yes! In Detroit, they're amazing. Um, the other album is "The Million Masks of God" by Manchester Orchestra. Okay, yeah, and it feels like. A trip. Um, those two albums are from like 2020 and 2021. So I'm still hyping them yeah. up. Like I'm blasting oh, their man. music. Uh, you know, when I find an album that just hits, like I'm going to listen to that mostly. Yeah. Like for years. Yeah. I think I did the, the Spotify rap last year. And they say, you listen to Future Islands for 500 hours. Like, damn. <laughs> You're like, good God. <laughs> damn. Like, obsessed. And recently, I'm listening to S.G. Lewis, and it's called Audio Audio Lost and Higher Love. And it's just like a vibe. What? Tell me the vibe. I'm not familiar with it. It's kind of like very pop and dance, but it's also like very experimental because... He has a song and it's just vibes, elevator music, but in a good way. Oh, yeah. I love it. Like music that you can just play and vibe, smoke, drink. Um, he also has a song with uh, Tuvalu, um, which she's the inventor of tits. 
for women. Tuvalu is just such an amazing artist. So they wait, collab- wait, 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 wait. Tu- what Tuvalu? Did you say tits for women? Oh, she's yeah. the inventor of tits for women. I re- that can't be true. <laughs> so there's this <laughs> Twitter joke going on that um, she was she invented women and she invented tits. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> this is this is so gay Twitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I was more familiar. I'm just not. Oh, you gotta love gay Twitter. You have to love gay Twitter. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? Money up front. that's so good money up front um do not buy shared times that's for sure and um always be yourself it sounds you know very cliche and you know very 80s rom-com but um coming from a an ex you know this amazing household that i've come from I was always encouraged to be myself. I, you know, went to college and I told my parents, like, I don't I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to be a doctor. My dad is a doctor. And um, with my mom, I said, I don't want to be a lawyer. Period. Yeah. Don't push me. Don't push me. And they say, just be who you want to be and do whatever you want to do. Um, so I graduated. Uh, I have a master's in sociology. Believe it or not, your homegirl, she's a <laughs> professional. <laughs> and um, it, it's been always like that. Like, you want to dye your hair? Do it. Be yourself. Because there's a lot of stuff and a lot of people just trying to push you down and just um, side-eye you for yep. being who you are. So, you know, I, I always advocate for being myself and... You know, being as honest as I can without being rude, because you know, being honest <laughs> yeah. with empathy, you just come across as a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, what's the what's the worst advice you've ever received? Uh, twenty sixteen, I was in Italy, and I thought I was gonna do this competition with this German guy, um, and he said, if you drink, uh, three shots of Jägermeister. I will drink three shots of Venezuelan rum. So Venezuelan rum, it's very well known and it's delicious. So I did it and I felt like shit. But at the end, I ended up making out with that German guy. So <laughs> <laughs> so it was a you know win-win situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I felt like shit next day. <laughs> what is... <laughs> so hinge, I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. What, what is your favorite snack? My favorite snack, definitely brownies. Yeah, me too. Brownies. Well, brownies are cookies for me. And particularly brownies from my best friend. I don't know what she does, but they're so like crunchy on the outside and soft mm. on the inside that I made her cook brownies nonstop when she visited me. So I was like, ooh, I get some a few pounds. <laughs> We're out of brownies. <laughs> hey, we're out of brownies. Can somebody cook some brownies right now? <laughs> Who would you like to meet? <sighs> Definitely Lady Gaga. Yeah. I would love to meet that woman. She made me the gay I am right today. Say um, more. Um, you know, when I was, I, w- I want to say when I was a kid, I'm 28 years old, but when I was younger, um, 
I definitely loved the fact that she was against the what was popular. Yeah. Like she was a weirdo. She was an outcast. She was, you know, performing in IKEA parking lots with a platinum wig from Party City. And now she became like the most renowned renowned pop star in the world. Yeah. And the fact that she has been always vocal and supportive of the queer community and the LGBTQ plus community and just saying like, you know, you're perfect. There's no mistakes with you. Like there's no way that God created you and he made a mistake. You are who you are because God wanted you to be like that. I'm not religious, but I feel like, God, this spoke to me. Yeah. So I will really love and I will pass out if I meet her. Yeah. So uh, as a as a straight, white, cis man. Ooh, it, it, wrong. It, uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it took me a really long time to like, and maybe I still fully don't get her, but it took me a long time to like appreciate her because I remember when she first came out, it was like. Just or at least on like a larger scale. Yeah, uh, she was very outlandish, doing a lot of these like just wild things, yeah. wild costumes. And at the time, I was, I was looking at that like, oh, like this person is just trying to get attention by doing crazy things. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that what it actually was was self and creative expression. And yeah. once and once I realized that, I was like, oh, she's fucking dope. Yeah, I feel like most of the people say like, oh, she wears like this weird costumes and she's so crazy. And at some point I agree with you. But but I also think like she came full force doing this all this, this extravagant shit just to catch your eye and say, hi, yes, I'm Lady Gaga and uh, this is who I am. I'm gonna we I'm gonna be doing all this weird shit. Oh, I got your attention. I'm gonna show you the talent. Right, right. And that's what I really appreciate from her. And she's not, and she's not just a pop star. You know what I mean? Like she's an like she's a, an actual artist. She writes her music. She yep. plays instruments. She does all that cool shit. You know. Uh, so yeah, I was uh, I'm I was wrong at first. I can say that I was super duper you wrong. You better. You better. Because <laughs> if not, you're gonna apologize to Mother Monster. <laughs> Um, where would you go if you could time travel? Mm, I will definitely will love to go back to the time my parents met to see how their marriage started because my parents my parents have like 30 something year of marriage. So they've been together basically since high school, college, they migrated from Europe to South America together. So I'm like, how they do it? Like, I just want to know what's the secret. Because my parents have the best relationship. Like, they're they're such a team. And they are, like, super caring of, you know, me and my siblings. Um, and I say me because I'm 28 years old, but I'm still, you know, mama's yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm still, still wearing, pi- wearing pajamas, custom-made yeah, yeah. pajamas. So... <laughs> So I wish I could like see the exact moment where they met. And also I would love to go back to 2016 with my best friend in Italy and just stand in the Fontana de Trevi and just throw the coins. Just like living our Lizzie Lizzie McGuire moment. Yeah, yeah. Find that German guy. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) 
Yes, yes. Gunter, if you're if you're out there, <laughs> you were the best sex that I've ever had internationally. <laughs> That's very specific. Specific. Gunter. I mean, he was a seven feet tall German guy, so you can never go wrong with that. I'm, oh, and I'm sorry, I, I have a type. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have any regrets? You know what? I feel like I don't have any regrets because I come from this point of view from my mom saying like any experience, it's a learning process, even if it's good or bad, because the way you come out of good things, just magnificent. And if you come out of bad things, that's also good because you were not the same person after that. So I feel like I don't have any regrets. I, I wouldn't say I do have certain stuff that I wish I could could have done differently. Sure. But I mean, if that wouldn't happen, I wouldn't be here. Right. So, I mean, I just really appreciate all of the experiences, you know, that make me the person I am today. And uh this is my last question for you. As of this moment, mm-hmm. are you okay? Yeah, absolutely. Fucking great. I am so grateful cuz you know, um most of the people they they always ask me like how you, how do you cope with you know being away from your family like we're you know a continent right apart um but i feel like i have such a good dynamic with my parents that it i feel like i'm i've missed them that's for sure but it's we're so close that you know that distance it's not there and i just i, I can see my mom physically but we talk pretty much 24-7. That's so good. And, uh, you know, right now I'm going through a breakup. <laughs> I think I heard something about that. Uh, but it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, we came out. We agreed. And what's best for us? We're still friends. Um, he's such an amazing guy. I don't have anything negative to say. And... You know, like any other thing, it's just an experience and it made a different a different day friend just came out of that. And yeah. um, also, don't be toxic with your exes. Don't do that shit. Stay friends. <laughs> yeah. Unless, of course, they themselves are toxic. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But if not, do not do that shit. Be yeah. friends. <laughs> I love it. Day, I, man, I cannot I cannot thank you enough for. <sighs> For coming out here and hanging out with me and uh, laughing with me and for being vulnerable with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I much. appreciate you. Uh, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, where can people find you? So you can find me in the corner of Old Town <laughs> and Cesar Chavez. <laughs> I usually, I'm usually in the second post. <laughs> no, I'm lying. <laughs> so... Um, and for drag, it's just uh, Instagram um, and TikTok. Um, it's Anne Amy Grant. And, you know, if you want to see me as a boy, it's just Dayfriend94. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fun. It's just memes and regular shit. Yeah, well, it's still fun. It's still fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank let's get out of here. Get out of here.